Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. What is the work of the ministry? What are each one of us in the body of Christ? What is the call in a corporate body that we are all called to do? Well, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel unto John. Now, John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming. John the Revelator, which is indicative of uh, the Elijah ministry, will forerun Jesus' second coming, the second advent. Well, we know in Acts 3, 20 and 21 that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, the restoration of all things, all truth. Now faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. Now, where we're going to be going on in the in the next few podcasts, there's a little depth in the Word of God and what God is doing now in preparation for that which is coming upon the face of the earth to try the earth. Oh, earth, 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 hear ye the Word of the Lord. Now, we want you to tune in to our podcast, Sealing God's People, with yours truly, focusing on the present proceeding Word of God for the body of Christ, and it's a free app there on social media, uh, there on our daily podcast. We're going to be talking about this Revelation 7 sealing. Now, we've always believed that we're in the last of the last days. However, on the 19th of January, 2019, quite a while back, the Lord spoke and in a visitation about two hours that lasted there in Transmary, Kenya, Africa, they're saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I send by angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Well, we know that the angel ascending, not descending, but ascending from the east, the RMD, eastward in the word of God, uh, there is for the perfection of the body of Christ to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Because the church will be presented to Jesus a spotless, blameless, perfect in the image of Jesus Christ, a perfect church. Now, as we look at Revelation 7, and we know that in the revelation of Jesus Christ, it's not a free trib rapture. We see that in Revelation 4, verse 1. There was a door open in heaven, a voice of a trumpet talking with me, John stated, and said, Come up hither, and I will show you things which will come to pass hereafter. Immediately he was in the throne room, Revelation, not Pentecost, but throne room, Revelation, and Tabernacles, and not literally a pre-tribulation rapture, but to show him things, the proceeding word of God in the present truth. I'll show you things which will come to pass hereafter. So he's in the throne of revelation. He's seeing the work of God in the full revelation of Jesus in the last days, which the body of Christ will come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and to a perfect man grow up into him in all things and all truth that we're not tossed to and fro by everyone to doctrine. Now we see here in Revelation uh, 4 and 5, we're going to see uh, the 4 and 20 seats, 4 and 20 elders in heaven, the 4 beasts, the 4 zoe, the 4 living creatures, lion, man, calf, and eagle. They'll be the same that we see in the 2 olive trees, and the lion, man, uh, ox, and eagle in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10. These are the cherubim of glory. We'll see the same thing in the olive trees in First uh, Kings 6, 23 and Revelation 11. The two olive trees, which are the two candlesticks, the two witnesses of God, which is the church in the last days. Now, it takes us to 
Revelation 7, where the Lord visited us on the 19th of January, 2019, saying, seal his people by his word. Now, obviously, that's through the Holy Ghost, nothing of us, none of, none of our righteousness or our holiness, but for the Lord's name's sake. And we see in Revelation 7, watch it here. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth. Now, notice those four winds of the earth, that the wind, now we're going to be focusing on the wind, should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. I saw another angel ascending from the east. This is what the Lord spoke, having the seal of the living God, cried with a loud voice of the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants, not national Israel, the servants of God in their foreheads. Now we're focusing on the four angels there that are holding back the four winds. And as we take a good look at that, in the last days, when the time of Jacob's trouble, he's going to see Esau. And at that time, we find that there is a double camp, a Manahaim. A Manahaim is a double camp. He's the Lord of hosts. That host is the angelic host and the body of Christ, the other host, the people of God. So we have a double camp there. We have armies in heaven. In Daniel 4, it's going to say the army in, uh, uh, of the Lord. But we're going to see in Revelation 19, the armies in heaven. That is not only the angelic host, but also the, the body of Christ. Now let's take a look at Job 2, when we're going to see what is uh, the purpose of the four angels uh, holding these four winds back. And there's predicated on the, the servants of God being sealed. That's the focus, because God knows how to deliver the righteous out of temptation, just as he did with Lot in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. In Job 2, 1, again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Now, in the Masoretic text, sons of God. In the Septuagint text, it's going to say sons of God are going to be angels. The angels of God came. There and present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Why? To present himself before the Lord along with the sons of God. Now they're literally uh, coming to the Lord, giving a response, hierarchy of God, what's happening in the earth. Now God is uh, omniscient, knows all things, but yet there's an hierarchy, just as we. We are to pray to God and to do his will according to the foreknowledge of God. He already knows what we're going to ask for before we do, but it is imperative for us to ask and to put our petitions before him. Even though he knows all things and all the things before they actually happen. He's God. But it's, it is incumbent upon us to seek God in prayer. So the angel of the Lord said unto Satan, from whence comest thou? Notice that Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro. Now watch this, to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. 
Now, he's seeking whom he may devour. We know that. We're not ignorant of his devices. But what does it mean to the body of Christ? And let's take a look at it, walking to and fro. And we see this in Daniel 7, talking about the Son of Man coming to the Ancient of Days. But we're going to see again. We're going to see four winds. Now, take a look at Daniel 7, 1. The first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. And, of course, the bed is the uh, uh, the rest in the Holy Ghost. Then he wrote the dream and told us some of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night. Now this is the night. Walk while it's day for the night cometh which no man can work. And it's in the night when he said a man child was born. The man child in the perfect measure statue of Jesus Christ is birthed uh, with birth pangs. Tribulation and persecution, because tribulation works with patience, patience works with experience, and experience works with hope. Hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. We see the same in Second Thessalonians, the first chapter, that your faith goeth exceedingly. The charity of everyone you aboundeth one toward another. We're bound to thank God for you, brethren, and all your tribulation and persecution that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. For what reason? that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. Now, birth pains uh, there are, don't seem to be joyous. Jesus talked about that a woman, when she has sorrow, birth pains, uh, that she's in great travail until the day that she brings forth that man-child. When she brings it forth, then all the pain and suffering is gone for the joy for a man-child is birth. We know that that man-child in Daniel 12, the woman clothed with the sun and moon and under her feet upon a head of crown of 12 stars, is the church bringing forth Christ, Jesus in us, the body of Christ coming up to throne room revelation. A man-child caught up to God into his throne. This is not Pentecostal revelation. Now, we see that there's but in the vision by night, and he sees in this night, that's then when the man-child is birthed. Behold, take a look at it, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. Now we know the sea is multitude, kindreds, nations, and tongues, excuse me, and uh, that uh, Revelation 7, that those four winds, those four angels are holding those four winds back that it will not hurt the land, sea, uh, nor the trees until the servants of God are sealed in our foreheads, the church of the living God. And four great beasts came up from the sea to verse for one another. This is exactly what's going to happen uh, here in the last days. And the devil coming down to us, the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, having great wrath, not God's wrath, but the wrath of Satan, knowing that he hath but a short time. That will be four time times a half, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days. Now, notice that we have the lion bear uh, there as well as uh, the same that we see in the nations coming together uh, in that government of the Antichrist in Revelation 13. We go on and see in Daniel 7 that uh, the words uh, that were taken, all of that work uh, coming against uh, in the earth against the kingdoms of this world. And we find what the, what the uh, sum total of it is, the consummation. Well, Daniel seven thirteen, I saw in the night visions. Here we go in the night visions of behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. Now, we know that Jesus is the Ancient of Days. 
He is the everlasting Father, Daniel 9, I mean, uh, Isaiah 9, 6. We know that he is the Father of glory, except you believe that I am he, the Father. John 8, 24, we will die in our sins. Well, but there's an office here of the Ancient of the Days, and he saw in the night visions, that's when the body of Christ brings forth Christ in us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, being established in the present proceeding word of God in the truth, one like the Son of Man. Now, the Son of Man, Jesus mentioned the Son of Man some over 80 times. Uh, uh, there's a favorite saying of himself. The Son of Man in uh, John 3.13, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And he's speaking in the third person. And when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, it shows that there is a faith that must be delivered to the saints that in the last days will allow us to stand against the wiles uh, of Satan against that attack. When evil comes in like a flood, we must have our house dig deep and built upon a rock. Well, there the clouds of heaven came to the ancient days. They brought him there before him, and it was given him. Now, the Son of Man is the kingdom office of Christ, of God. What is that? Jesus is the head. We are the individual members, in particular, of the body of Christ. He's the head. We're the body. That's the Son of Man, the kingdom office. So he is the ancient of days. He is the everlasting spirit of God, the everlasting father. But bringing many sons unto glory, he's bringing us, the body of Christ, into the final calling of God and the high calling of God as kings and priests into the Lord our God. And we'll reign in the earth with him for a thousand years. This is what's happening here. Well, what's given unto him? That's where the kingdom of this world becomes of kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and is given to him, the Son of Man, that is Jesus and the body of Christ, dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, languages should serve him. What Jesus there has promised that he will build this kingdom. And in Psalm 132, 11, the Lord hath promised and sworn unto David, and will not turn from it of the fruit of thy body, David, will I, God himself, set upon thy throne, David. Well, that's exactly what he's going to do during the millennial uh, there and building that kingdom. And that dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that shall not be destroyed. What What is the preface to that? What is uh, the beginning of that? Well, we have to be sealed. The body of Christ has to be sealed. There are four winds that's going to hit this earth. But there's four angels holding back those four winds. That is to hurt the land, the sea, and the trees, which are the whole earth. So as we see what's happening now, these angels are going to and fro in the earth now, in this earth, reporting back to God. And we're going to see the same thing uh, there in uh, uh, when we take a look at Zechariah. Now, let's take a good look at Zechariah, and especially Zechariah 6. Now, Zechariah 1, it'll set the stage for it. Upon the 420th day of the 11th month, which is the month Sebath, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Iddo, the prophet, saying, Here we are on the night vision, and I saw by night. And it's in the night where the man-child is born. We see that in Job. 
and behold, a man riding upon a red horse, he stood among the myrtle trees, not on the mountain top, the myrtle trees, which is a nudity of situation, which is in the bottom. That's in the valley, the bottom. That's where the body of Christ feels like that we're uh, literally being tromped on, trampled down. Truth is cast to the ground. And we're saying, praying to God, uh, Lord, for your great namesake, lift up your word and vindicate your word for your great namesake. And behind him, there were red horses, speckled in white. Now notice, he said, oh, my Lord, what are these? The angel talked with him and said, I will show thee what these be. And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are they to whom the Lord has sent what? To walk to, to and fro in the earth. Now that's the host, the angelic host there, which are ministering spirits for those who are heirs of salvation. They are ministering spirits sent forth for the body of Christ for them who are heirs of the kingdom of God. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees. That's in the bottom. That's when we're cast down, but not destroyed, uh, persecuted, but not forsaken. We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth set us still and is at rest. The world's having its way. Well, let's go on and see what is going on here. Well, it's just happening now in the earth. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will it be? How will that thou not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which thou have had indignation these threescore and ten years are seventy years. Seventy years, seventy is the number of restoration and restitution of all things. Seventy weeks that are tumbled upon thy holy city, uh, Jerusalem, to rebuild and restore the streets and the walls, even in troublous times. We see in Daniel 9, 24. And the angel answered the angel to talk with me with good words and comfortable words. It's not going to be the end of Israel after the flesh, neither the church. And the angel that communed with me, saying, Cry thou, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. God said it there to Abraham, Genesis 12, I'll make of you a great nation. And I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. There we always want to stand with Israel, the nation of Israel. God has not forsaken those people for the father's sake, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Now there's a church. Yes, it is. And we're grafted into that vine as we see in Romans 9, 10, and Romans 11. Now notice what happened here. I'm very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease. Who's at ease? Who's at rest? Well, the heathen are. They're imagining vain things. They think everything's going their way. All this woke society and all this anti-Christian and anti-Semitic rhetoric, that's what's happening in the world right now. But there's an angelic host going through the land. God is getting ready to seal his servants. He's doing it now. Not just getting ready, he is sealing the servants of God for those that will turn to him with all their heart in the revelation of Jesus, showing those things that will befall the people of God in the last days. And God said, but I was just a little displeased, and the heathen helped forward the affliction, afflicting the body of Christ, afflicting the nation of Israel. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, 
I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Now there will be, all Israel will be saved, national Israel in Romans 11, as well as spiritual Israel, the church. They, the national Israel, will be saved through our mercy. They're the church, and we, there because of their unbelief, uh, then mercy was granted to us. But God has counted all in unbelief. And this is uh, the, the will and the purpose of God in the earth. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I will return to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it. It will, and a line stretch forth upon Jerusalem. We'll see that in Zechariah 2, there that is measuring the uh, Jerusalem. And then in uh, Zechariah 3, we see Yeshua, Joshua, uh, literally coming out, a brand plucked out of a fire, and he has a change of raiment. That's what God's doing now. That's the ceiling. It's a change of raiment. It's a greater glory. And what? He says, uh, uh, cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion and shall yet choose Jerusalem. He has not forsaken the the nation of Israel, and certainly not the church. Now, take a look at Zechariah. Keep on going, One eighteen. Then lift it up mine eyes. You have to lift up your eyes of revelation to see this great work in the last days. Don't stop. For always pressing toward the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's the mind of Christ. Well, God, the Lord has promised. He said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles. I'll punish all them that are settled on their leaves. We can't be just settled on our leaves. Had to be stirred up. And he said, woe be unto them that are at ease in Zion. Well, we have to be stirred up all the time. I lifted up my eyes and I saw what? Four horns. Now, the four horns we're going to find are four winds that's going to literally come against the sea and the land and all the trees. But it's not going to happen. And the fullness of this until the servants of God, the church of the living God, are sealed in their foreheads. Somebody said, well, what if I don't make that sealing? Well, you, well, you want to make the sealing, friend. Take a look at Revelation 9 on that fifth trumpet. And all the ones that have not the seal of God in their forehead will be to, literally in an agony with a locust, with a king of Apollyon and Abaddon over them, uh, which is the destroyer. And it will come against uh, those that have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Never we've got to be sealed. And here it says, an angel said, what be these? These four horns. We have to be sealed now, getting ready for this great work of God. And he answered and said, these are the horns which have scattered, that's a diaspora, Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. Now, four carpenters, we're going to find that's the host. Therefore, angels are uh, four carpenters. And, of course, Jesus in the four faces, lion, man, calf, and eagle. That is, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah and Matthew. He's a perfect man in Mark. He is the suffering uh, uh, servant, the ox in the gospel according to Luke. And he is uh, that celestial flying eagle in the gospel according to John. There's the four faces. And God shown, has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, the church of the living God in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Well, then he said, Zachariah said, what 
came these to do. And he spake, saying, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, that no man did lift up his head. In other words, no man could stop it. But these are come to fray them, to cast out the horns of the what? The Gentiles, those that are not in God, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Well, that's what God's doing now. Keep, keep going. Take a look at Zechariah 6. Now he's going to let us see from the heavenly, in this heavenly vision, that there are angelic hosts going through to and fro on the earth, and knowledge is being increased until the mystery of Christ. That mystery that's been hid from the ages is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets and given to the church. Zechariah 6, 1, I turned and lifted up my eyes. There's the eyes of revelation again. And who are these eyes? The eyes of the revelation of the beast. They have eyes before and behind. They're the living creatures, the zoe that we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, which are the redeemed of the Lord. They are not angels. They are the redeemed of the Lord, the church of the living God. And they turned and lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots from between two mountains. And the mountains were mountain of brass. Now, the mountains of brass, brass is judgment in the word of God, the brazen altar, brass altar there, uh, where we have the altar of burnt offering, where the blood's applied. In the first chariot were red horses, second chariot, black horses, and the third chariot, white horses, and the fourth chariot, gristle and bay horses. Now, we want to know, what are these? He answered and said to the angel that talked to me, what are these, my Lord? Notice that's not a capital L-O-R-D. That is husband or master, like we're talking to the angel he's talking to. The angel answered and said unto me, These are the what? The four, four spirits of the heavens, which go forth from standing before the Lord of the earth. The four spirits, the four angels, holding back the four winds that we're seeing right now in Revelation. That's what God is doing right now to those that have an ear to hear. Now, we've been doing this since that uh, visitation from the Lord on the 19th of January, 2019. Some people don't believe that God visits anymore. But yes, he is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The power of the Holy Ghost will be greater and manifest in the earth as we come to the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus. All know that it's for the work of the ministry, lifting up Jesus, not ourselves, but the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth for standing before the Lord of all the earth. That's who they are. The black horses which are therein go forth into the north country. This whole earth is being covered right now with an angelic host. And they're moving and they're ministering spirits for us, for the body of Christ. That's what's happening now. God's wanting us to come up to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in Revelation. We can't stand and be settled on our leaves and be uh, content and not being stirred to press toward the mark for the prize of that high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And he's doing it right now. And he said, the black horses which are therein go forth into the north country. This is not the same Revelation 6, white, red, uh, black, and pale horse riders that we see in Revelation 6, which are being literally preached unto the world by the four beasts are the lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the zoe, the living creatures of God, those that are sealed in their foreheads. They will be the ones that will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world, for witness and all nations. God's warning us right now. The angelic host is going through, and it is to stir us up. 
And they go forth from standing before the Lord. The black horses go and go toward the north country. The white go after them. The gristle go forth toward the south country. country. And the bay went forth and sought to go that they might walk where? To and fro through the earth. It's all in the earth right now. The angelic host of God. The four spirits of the heavens. Get your hints. Walk to and fro through the earth. God said go. And they walk to and fro through the earth. Now what's going on here? Then cried he upon me and spake unto me, saying, Behold, these that go toward the north country have what? Quieted my spirit. Where? In the north country. Now, all the Gentiles, remember the heathen are at ease. That is, the earth is at rest. They think that they are 100% right with God. Well, what's happening here? God's warning his people. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Take of them of the captivity. He that lived in the captivity shall go into captivity. He that killed with the sword will die by the sword. Here is the faith and patience of the saints. To those that have an ear to hear, tribulation work the patience, patience, experience, experience, birth, and hope. Hope make the final shame because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. We're troubled on every side, but not distressed, perplexed, but not despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in our bodies the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's the gospel. It is uh, the cross in the government, in the Christianity, in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. There, we have a crossless Christianity today. You don't mortify the deeds of the flesh. There's no sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. And because of that, iniquities run and rampant, and iniquities abounding, the love of many waxes cold. And he said, those are the captivity of hell, not to buy Jedi, which are come from Babylon. That is... Uh, from the house of God, and come thou the same day and go into the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. God is secreted. Then take silver and gold. What is this? Silver and gold, which is the king priest crown. No other, uh, the silver there for the king, gold for the, uh, uh, the mitre of the five priests. But now you're combining the silver and the gold crowns to the king priesthood and make crowns and set them on the head of all the ones called by the name Joshua, Yeshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest. That's what we're called for. And speaking to him, saying, Thus speak of the Lord of hosts. Behold the man. That man is Jesus, the head, we, the body of Christ, whose name is the branch. We are the branches grafted into that vine called by the name of Jesus. The whole body of Christ in heaven and earth is named that name. Jesus, called by that name, bought with a price. And as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, taken on his name. And he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Notice that's the Lord Jesus himself builds the temple. But watch this. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory. That's Jesus Christ. And shall sit and rule upon his throne. That's a millennial. And he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be, be between them both. Watch this now. And the crowns, a king priest crown, crown, shall be the Helam, to Tobijah, to Jediah, to him, the son of Zephaniah, what? For a memorial in the temple of the Lord. And who are these? These are the ones that are far off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord. You'll reign and rule of Christ a thousand years. And this shall come to pass if, big if there, you will diligently obey, not just listen, but obey the voice of the Lord your God. This is where we are, neighbor. 
God has sent that angelic host out. The sealing is going on now. The angelic host is walking through the earth uh, and uh, literally propelling us uh, as a catalyst to go in the knowledge of God uh, to that mystery of Christ that will be revealed in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Look at John 26, uh, John 6, 27. They are, labor not for the meat which perisheth. Watch this. But for the meat which endureth to everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father, what? Sealed. For it is so, which is sealed or secreted or set apart there in, uh, in the work of God. Then said he unto them, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. And Jesus said, He that believeth on me, you do not believe on me, but on him that sent me. Why? Because Jesus is that spirit, the everlasting father, manifest in a body of flesh and blood in the days of his flesh. And then went back to his glory as the father in glorification. Here we go. There I want to point out again in Daniel 7. It was in the night vision. Focusing again here on the four winds of the heavens, which are the four spirits of God there that sent forth into the earth, the four spirits of heaven before the throne of God, I should say. This is what's happening now, neighbor, in the earth, and we need to take heed or we will not be sealed, which will leave us in a very uh, predicament of harm's way, simply because of disobedience and not having pleasure in righteousness. Here we see there, that what's the, what's the end of it? That uh, we will come to that measure, the statue of Jesus, and that everlasting dominion uh, there. Notice here in Song, Canticles of Solomon, Song 6 and Song 4. What let's Song 4. Here are the winds. Here's a wake, O north wind, and come thou south. You've got two winds here. Blow. Well, those winds are coming, neighbor. Those angels of heaven, the four spirits there of heaven, are holding back those four winds until the servants of God are sealed in their forehead. That's what's happening now. Blow upon my what? My garden. We are God's garden. We're God's planting. Why? That the spices there may flow out. Well, what spices? We often the calves that were left and the spices of sweet savor unto God. Trouble on the other side, but not in distress. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And those that live are always delivered unto death, that the life of the Lord Jesus may be manifest in our mortal bodies. And our suffering, which is only for our light affliction, which is only but for a moment, it works for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That is why those that literally suffer with him will reign with him. And this is what's happening here. Let my, what, the spices thereof are flowing out of the body of Christ as a sweet savor to the Lord. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant, what, fruits. This is not Pentecost harvest, but this is tabernacle harvest, the fruit harvest of oil and wine. And you'll notice that in the black horse rider, in the third horse, there was a black horse rider, and he had a pair of balances in his hand. A measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. See that you hurt not the oil and the wine. Don't hurt the fruit harvest. The ones that are sealed, you don't hurt those. But that measure of wheat for a penny, that is the Pentecostal harvest. 
three measures of barley. That is the death, burial, and resurrection, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. That is you repent, baptize in the name of Jesus Christ there in uh, uh, that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. According to Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That is, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit. For the promise unto you and to your children, to as many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. But you can't stop there. You're born again. You're newborn babes that then now you desire the sincere mark of the word, milk of the word, you may grow thereby. Then you go to children. I ran you little children because you've known the Father. First John 2, 12 through 14. You don't stop there. You go through young men. I run you young men because the word of God is strong in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. You're doing the will of God. You're working out your own salvation with fear and trembling against God that worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Then you come to fathers. Those are the ones that have the eyes before and behind. Notice there are the eyes. You have to lift up your eyes and see this. Those are full grown, weaned from the milk of the full age, having their senses exercised, their bodies discern both good from evil. That's Hebrews 5. Coming unto perfection, Hebrews 6. Watch it. He says, my dove, mine to follow is but one. She's the only one of her mother. She's the choice one of that her that bear her. The daughters saw her, blessed her. Yea, the queens and the concubines, they praise her. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, breaking forth as that morning star, fair as the moon? Remember the woman in Revelation 12? The moon is under her feet, clear as the sun. She's clothed with the sun. And terrible as an army with banners. That's the church of the living God. With banners, which is uh, the name Jesus, Jehovah Rofika, Jehovah Tanishkinu, the Lord Righteousness, uh, Jehovah uh, Jireh, Jehovah the Lord that will provide, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there, etc. In every point, lifting up Jesus, not ourselves. He said, I went down into the garden of nuts to see the fruits of the valley. Remember that valley is among the myrtle trees, the bottom, to see whether the vine flourished and the pomegranates budded. The pomegranates and flourish, that's the fruit harvest of oil and wine. The Pentecostal harvest is not what it's alluding to. It's a, the last day harvest of souls in tabernacles, the fruit harvest. And ever I was aware, my soul made me like the chariots of Amenadab. That goes into that. Return, return, O Shulamite. That feminine name of Solomon. Return, return, says it four times. Why? That we may look upon you. There's your living epistles in the earth, the body of Christ. What will you see in the Shalomite, the, the bride of Christ? What will you see in her? As it were the company of what? Two armies. Not only is it the church of the living God, which is the church, but also the angelic host. It's a manahaim. A mahanaim is a double camp. Not just the church, but the angelic host as well with it. Now, this is what's going through the earth right now to compel us to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. What's this mystery? Well, Paul said, Where I'm, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, dispensation of grace, to which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to who? 
to his saints, the ones that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. That's a saint. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ, but Christ what? In you. That glory to be revealed in the church. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Neighbor, it's time for us to know where we're at in the angelic host going through the earth right now, preparing us and compelling us to grow into the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Take a look. They're going on with Colossians. Their heart might be comforted, being knit together in love, and all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the what? The mystery of God. It's a mystery of God, which is a mystery of the Father. It's a mystery of Christ, in whom, that is one, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's what we're going for. Going given to Jesus and all truth. And then I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Here comes the Antichrist. He said, you're going to be tried. For though I be absent in flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, joying, beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Christ is every office of the spirit. Christ is the father. Christ is the word. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is the son of God. Christ is the son of man. Christ is all. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him, not them, him. No such thing as a trinity, neighbor. Rooted and built up in him. In him, you've got it all. And established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after what? The tradition of men. The men say, well, if he sent his son, the son can't be the father. That's after tradition of men. That's not what God said. God said, even the prophet said, in Isaiah 43.10, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen. Somebody said, well, that's definitely too. Yeah, after tradition of men, that sounds right. But there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. We have to not lean to our own understanding. We have to lean to the knowledge and leading of the Holy Ghost. Well, it states there very simply by the prophet Isaiah. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 43, 10, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand what? That I am he. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, is that man, the servant. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood, died, buried, rose again, and then went back to his former glory. See now that I am the Lord thy Savior, the God thy Redeemer, the Holy One, Isaiah 43, 15, the Holy One of Israel. That's what God's doing now. But the great revelation and standing up for this great truth in the last day and the work of the ministry has to be entered into now in order to be sealed. Now, it's after the movements of this world and not after Christ, for in him dwelleth or houses permanently all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, neighbor, right now, what is happening? There in Colossians 2, 9. As you therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, root him, built up in him, established in the faith. Have you been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving? Be aware that any man spoil you through his philosophy and vain deceit. It's after the tradition of man. I'll say it again. After the rudiments of the world. It's not after Christ. What is that Christ? Christ is the Father. He is that Spirit. Christ is the Son of God. He's that Spirit revealed in a man. He is the Word. He is the Word of God. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, through 301. 1 John 2, 20. You, there, we have an unction from the Holy One. And you have no need that any man teach you. Look at 1 John 2, 22. 
Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. Strong word. Have that what? He is Antichrist that had denied both the Father, because Christ is the Father, the invisible Spirit of God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit, and he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. One and the same Spirit, not a different Spirit. You'll see it in Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, what? Son? No, we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, 6. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily neighbor. God is letting uh, this whole angelic host right now and these, uh, these four angels, these spirits sent forth, his angel spirits sent forth into the earth, holding back the four winds that it will not hurt the land, sea, nor the trees until, and God's doing it right now. Take heed. We need to hear from you. Somebody said, I like to hear this in the church, but I, well, you've never heard this. Give us a call. We'd be glad to bring it to your church. We have a gospel tent, seeing 3,000 people. We have brought this message over there in Africa. Over 1,000 ministers grabbed a hold of it and uh, begging for us to come back to Jesus-only training centers. There, there in America, three-quarters of our downloads and thousands uh, of downloads there have been, three-quarters have been in America alone. We have them in China. We have them in Germany, France. Uh, it's all over the world, Africa, India, New Zealand, Philippines. It's all over that people are saying, yes, this is the time. Evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. They're casting truth to the ground. You can't destroy it. Casting truth to the ground. More hate against uh, uh, Israel than ever before, anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric, but not only that, against the church. Church uh, attendance falling off because they don't know the power of God. They don't know the, the, the time we're living in. And professing themselves wives, they become fools. And the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. God's moving upon the body of Christ now. Don't be left out. Now, tune into the podcast. There we need to hear from you. Yet God is doing this now. Some of you have called and you said uh, you've asked questions. Well, we will be more than happy to bring this to you, to your church, uh, uh, to your community, to your nation. And those, and we've been done to the governors uh, there in uh, Africa. So whatever God's dealing with you, don't take our word for it. Do the leading of the Holy Ghost. God leads you, and uh, you feel the, an unction from the Holy Ghost to contact us. Do it by all means. Don't procrastinate. Now, we're praying for each one of you that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must be sealed. Very few are understanding that thing. Well, I was sealed when I came in there as a newborn babe. Yes, but there's many different levels of growth from faith to faith, from glory to glory. You have to go from a newborn baby to that of a little child, little children, then a little children, young men, young men to father. And if then the last days he'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and children to the fathers, God said, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. God is doing this now. The angelic host is going through, doing all they can to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus to be sealed. Those that have an ear to hear will be sealed. The ones that do not will be those uh, uh, the virgins that have not enough oil for their lamp. The Lord comes uh, that there in that last day, a revealing of Jesus in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, and they will not be able to get in. Why? 
But I had oil in the lamp, but not enough. And the ones that did have the oil in the lamp, the truth of the word, they went in immediately and uh, the Lord shut the door. Let's be those that are counted worthy and faithful and pleasing to his sight and going and being sealed in this last day work of the ministry in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave in him to show unto his servants, that is the church of the living God, things of truth which must shortly come to pass. It is the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. Neighbor, don't be left out. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.